Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast, coming at you not live from a series of frock quarters. I'm Vince Mancini. I am joined, as always, by you know him, you love him. He is the irregular regular, Mr. Matthew. I'm just one of those gays. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. Were you recording your Balmer B story? <laughs> I, no, I haven't yet. I'm still writing the fucking lyrics to it because it's so long. It's so long, dude. Yeah, oh, I forgot song? how many s- lyrics that that song has. You, you know, know, you can just do like a verse, one verse, no! And a chorus. <laughs> no, no, no. I have to do full song, or <laughs> mm-hmm. else it, or else it doesn't count as a okay. as a parody song. You think you think Weird Al Yankovic stopped in the middle of Smells Like Nirvana to be like, okay, that's fine. I'll just I'll just riff about my best friend's mom. No. He <laughs> said, I'm finishing this song. I'm doing the bridge. You know, I think he might have been better off if he didn't always do the whole song. I don't know. Damn, Sometimes it's like, yo, we get damn. the idea, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think his money would say otherwise. That's true. I'm sure he's a very wealthy man. I bet um, he is. And another wealthy man is joining us. That's right. Very, very wealthy today. man. You our know wealthiest him. friend. Yes, our, our our richest friend. <laughs> you know him from Round Ball Rock, the greatest NBA podcast ever invented. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Devine is y'all. Hey! Um, I am gonna leave because I do not appreciate Weird Al slander. <laughs> yes, thank you. I know I don't like it either. He's a good guy. Yeah. I remember. I love comment- Weird Al. I loved the Weird Al movie. I feel like not enough. We talked about it. it on this show. Yeah, I still have um, not seen it. It's I great. still have not it's seen it. It's fun and funny. I've heard yeah. it's amazing. Um, I remember I heard a. I had a. Uh, a friend of mine, comedian, who I'm not going to say who it was because I feel like I'm going to say something mean, but uh, they said um, they were watching like a documentary about Weird Al, and Weird Al was talking about how he just uh, he loves comedy because he loves just making people laugh and feel good, mm-hmm. and this person was like, "Ew, gross." <laughs> I, I hate how that. dare That's he not, he's not even aspiring to be a truth teller Amazing. right the, literally yeah. the, this person was like that's not why i do it at all that and person was, hassan minaj and that person <laughs> hassan minaj. yes i do uh, comedy um so i can spill anthrax on my baby um, um i'm trying to get at uh emotional truths and this guy is just going up there coming up with different lyrics to beat it to be fair, uh, I think the comedian was actually Matt saying, Rife. <laughs> um. <laughs> the comedian was saying uh, that they do comedy to fuck. I think, and oh, I was okay. like, okay, oh, well, sure. that's yeah, that's, yeah that's that's fair. 
Um, Joey, how you doing? How's your life been? Uh, you know, how's everything and stuff? Uh, pretty good. You know, I've uh, been playing a lot of video games. Sick, uh, sick. That's pretty much it. Which Did one? You... Uh, I just beat Alan Wake 2. It's so good. I don't know that one. Oh, it's so good. What is it called? Everyone should play Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake? Is that the name of a guy? Yeah, yeah it's the name of a guy. It's a cool-ass fucking name. Yeah. Mm. Reminds me of Max Payne. Have you ever play Max yeah, Payne? Yeah, it's by the same company, dude. Oh, there that company knows how <laughs> yeah. to name a guy. Yeah. It's like a boat-based Max Payne. Oh, well. uh, yeah. <laughs> Alan Wake and Max mm-hmm. Payne. Yeah. Alan the- Wake in the game is he's like a Stephen King-style writer. Oh, okay. who, uh He's got writer's block. And he goes, his wife makes him go to the Pacific Northwest to try and get rid of his writer's block. And hmm. when he wakes up, the horror, st- he's in a book that he apparently wrote that's oh. come to life, but he doesn't remember writing it. Oh, oh man. Scary that's... stuff, guys. It sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> cutscenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like a movie coming out with that almost exact premise where like there's a... Yeah, with that... It's uh, like Bryce with, Dallas um, Howard, I think, is the writer. And... Oh, I thought you were talking about the one with uh, Nicolas Cage. No, that's where he's like a dream meme. Like he keeps showing up in people's dreams. Mm. Mm-hmm. A dream meme. Dream mm-hmm. meme. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I had to explain dream meme, but like yeah. clearly you guys too smart for that. Matt, why don't you play that uh, clip I sent you? Oh, okay, I, yes. You sent we me... talked about this, I think, last week, but I, we did not have the audio clip. And uh, I feel like right, we right, 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 right. Yes. needed the audio clip. So I really add something. All right. Um, so what we talked about last week was... Um... Just play the clip, dude. It'll okay, explain right. it. You know? Okay. You don't have to... There was a couch, and um, Will was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder. Like, murder. There was murder in there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What did you do? Even when I was with the Darren headlights, and I finally said, oh, shit. You looked at my Instagram. Mm -hmm. You see the hundreds of celebrities that I've done business with, you know, done. See Dwayne and having anal sex with Will. God damn. <laughs> just killing him. Murdering him. <laughs> yeah. Just the way he described that. I didn't realize like, like when I when we read the transcript about Will Smith uh allegedly having <clears throat> anal sex with one of his friends, uh like I I, I thought well, you the read guy it in was white boy voice. Yeah. I thought so but was, I thought he was doing a he joke. Was killing him. He was murdered. But he was like genuinely concerned. <laughs> like he was, it sounded yeah. like he had like a little bit of PTSD. Like, you know, like he well, was, yeah, I he think was haunted. It's, be- it, it's interesting because it's, it wasn't just that, you know, he was watching his best friend, Will Smith, get um, analyzed, so to speak, mm. um, by a, a, another man. It was that he was doing it vigorously. Just vigorously yeah, yeah. pounding his butt. Well, it's also, you know, when you see that, it turns you gay. So he was worried <laughs> that's about true. that. That's, that's true. Why. Yeah, that's, that's why what... you have to go, ew! Yeah, yeah. Ew, 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 no, God, no! No, God, no! I'm against this, God! Yeah. You have to scream that, or else God makes you gay. Because God forbid two gay men enjoy themselves. He works in mysterious ways. That's one of them. Yeah, one of the ways he works is you have to to say you know the counter spell no god no yeah. i'm straight <laughs> so tits, tits tits i didn't yeah like, it's I, like it's like bloody mary yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't believe the story at first but now i'm like is that is is that 
just how people become Scientologists is if you are like a, a famous actor who's like semi closeted. Mm. Like, is that I'm I'm going to uh, go out on a limb here and say uh, I still don't believe that story. You don't, you don't oh, yeah. that story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I guess the Scientology, the fact that he and Jada are allegedly um, secret Scientologists, that's the only reason that I would believe it because right. now, like, yes. the only Scientologists that I can think of are like Tom Cruise. John Travolta. It seems like they're part mm-hmm. of them getting into it was like having weird um being yeah. a closet like Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have celebrity they have, sort of thing. Yeah. The 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 Scientologists have compromat on them. Mm-hmm. And well uh, I would say it with Will Smith, do you remember the story when he made six degrees of separation? Oh yeah, uh, no. yeah, there, yeah. There's a scene where he kisses a man yes. in it, and Will Smith like refused to do it, so they mm-hmm. had to like film it like a punch with yeah. a camera trick, where it's like he's far away from the guy and goes like, right. um, or whatever. Uh, and I even remember as a kid being like, "That's gay." <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. an actor yeah. just kisses a dude, like if, yeah. like a normal person, a normal actor is not worried about people thinking he's gay. Well, um, well that was the thing with West Tom Philadelphia, Cruise. born and raised. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. on the playground where I beat most of my gays. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that he was a homophobe, and mm-hmm. I think it's possible. Um, I think it's possible he just was so homophobic. Then don't take as a the kid. role. Oh well, what do you think he's gonna d- take a role about a a gay art thief? Is that the movie? <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I love that movie. Who that's... is somehow related to Kevin Bacon, right? That's yeah, how I think that Kevin movie, Bacon's what... related. Yeah. It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Um, I mean, that was the thing with Tom Cruise, where like I, like I never thought, I never just assumed he was a, like a gay man. But the mm-hmm. the one thing that like made me think it was, I think it was like a. Was it like a Rob Lowe story where he, where like Tom Cruise kept making like weird jokes about uh, don't go in there, there's gays in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. You know what? what? Yeah, hold on. I, I'm fine. Hold, oh, hold on. It's it's. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't go in there. There's gays. We don't like that, huh, fellas? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's so I know where it came from. I have the source. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Joey. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead, because okay. I actually have a different theory about this story, mm. but yeah, okay. uh, read this story. Okay, so this is a, an AV Club inter- interview with uh, Bronson Pinchot, mm-hmm. who uh, I've actually met uh, on the uh, True Romance. Balky uh, Bartakamus. Yeah, Balky. He was in True oh. Romance, and I met him at the True first True Romance Festival. Anyway, okay. he, he worked with, uh, they're, they're asking Bronson Pinchot about his roles, and he worked Risky with- Risky Business. He worked with Tom Cruise on Risky Business. That ha- that's how you know Joey's a movie head. He's not looking mm-hmm. at the screen. He I know. He just knows. Top. God he knows damn. shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and here's the quote. Uh, we didn't know it was going to be a big hit. We thought Tom Cruise was the biggest bore on the face of the earth. He had spent some formative time with Sean Penn. We were all very young at the time. Tom was 20. I was 23. 
Tom had picked up this knack of calling everyone by their character names because that would probably making your, make your performance better. And I don't agree with that. I think that acting is acting, and the rest of the time you should be you. But he called us all by our character <laughs> I love that. names. Uh, can I just say God bless? <laughs> yeah, God sure. bless that. Is like, I think that's weird. I, I think when camera says action, then I'm guy. And when camera says cut, then I'm not guy. And then I live my life as not guy. And then I do pretend sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He was tense and made. You're constant... not paying me to pretend outside of a uh, cut. <laughs> I right. see. I actually think you have to have that attitude if your most famous role is Balky Bartakamus. I mean, listen, you I, need to I'm make not... sure people know you're not Balky. I'm yeah. not um... saying he didn't hold his own <laughs> career back or maybe his skill back a little bit, but I'm just saying, you know, I get it. No, I'm not even being hard on him. I'm saying <laughs> you said hard he... on. I did. Uh, when he's at the grocery store and people are like, do Balky, he can be like, no, I'm Bronson today. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was tense and made constant, constant unrelated homophobic comments. Like, you want some ice cream in case there are no gay people there? I'm <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> I mean, his lingo was larded with the most. There was no basis for it. It was like, it's a nice day. I'm glad there are no gay people standing here. Very, very strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Just the biggest giveaway of all time. Okay, so my theory on this, actually, is uh, Tom Cruise is just a weirdo. And we're like, I assume that, because that movie's like a a sexy movie about, like, men or whatever. Mm, I think he was like... Maybe maybe the set was a little uh, masculine, and he really doesn't know how to act around bros. I like And this. was trying to be like, I like this. Hey, it's like, hey, look at that woman's yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. boobs. Yes, uh-huh. you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. he's trying to. He's fit an asexual in. clump of. She sure cells. has a fecund womb. Yeah, because yeah. there's like a lot of young men and Joe Pantoliano in that movie. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> yes, he's asexual tofu. He's just well, kind of... he's definitely not asexual because I have heard a Tom Cruise story. Oh, okay. Um, Uh-oh. Now, look, this is probably not a true story, Tom. We should definitely pick on like one of the most litigious yeah. people. Yeah. With the uh-huh. most, I'm just uh, saying, I heard most, a story one time. Okay, well, I'll say something nice about him after we... I Yeah, after first off, I want to say he's our, he's our greatest movie star. I love he really everything is. he does. He truly is. He and also... one, of the, one of the greatest actors living today. Yeah, um... But I once heard about a young gay man who answered a Craigslist ad uh, that was like, here's what you have to do. And it was like all these very specific rules where he just had to go into a hotel room and a man was tied to the bed ass up. And you just have to. No, no. It was like, (laughs) okay, you're not allowed to tell anyone your name. Like there were all these rules. You can't take this man's mask off. (laughs) <laughs> and the man was just tied to the bed with his ass in the air, and it was like you just fuck the ass and leave. Yeah, right. and it was a par- allegedly Tom Cruise. How did he know? How did he know? I'm just saying that's the story I heard. Is it because um, while he was fucking him, he was screaming, "Show me the money"? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> 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 he was yelling tech support. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so shout out to Tom Cruise. I will say this, uh, the, um, 
there was a CAA agent who was yeah that rocked almost fired uh for yeah he tweeting. did do a good he did a he did a good thing this yes week, so. tweeting yeah. in support of Palestine she ended up like losing like some uh, some higher positions within the company of CAA but she was not fired specifically because Tom Cruise said uh you better not fucking fire her yeah. and that to me I was just like men oh, okay. He's a mensch. He's he did. A a, he did a reverse Aaron Sorkin because Aaron he Sorkin did. dropped his own agent. Yes. Uh, yeah. when yes. They were, uh, <clears throat> on the other side of the coin, yeah, uh, we have, and you know, I am generally against like talking about current events through the lens of what a dumb celebrity thinks about it. Mm-hmm. But sure. my God, like the takes around the bombing of gaza my god like there oh, yeah. it's just i can't i can't uh yes. i can't not delve into all the stupidest things that people said because like it's like we're, we're getting we're getting 10 new dennis millers every day that's exactly that's the thing yes, that's yes. it really reminds me of is like when 9 11 happened all of a sudden there were like a bunch of like cool Gen Xers, you know yeah, what I mean? Yes. We're like, it was like David Mamet now wants to like uh, do genocide, or Dennis yeah. Miller wants to do genocide, like right against all. Like, mm-hmm. it's so crazy that it's just happening again. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, usually, like the pace of it's usually slow. Like, oh, Billy Corgan hates trans people now, yeah, or whatever, yeah. or like, oh. <laughs> Chris Novoselic uh, decided that books ban book bans are good. You know, yes, like you get yeah, it's one... a slow burn where you're just like seeing celebrities like there's space between the red pilling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like we're on a speed run. So I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw uh, this one from Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, oh. A couple slides. Yeah. This yeah, neoliberal this. wet yeah. dream that supporting Hamas or using the word genocide when it comes to Israel from thousands of miles away with no context makes you look informed or ahead of some social curve is an actual nightmare for those of us who can't just set this down when the high of being a social media crusader wears off. Mm. You think hostages are equal to prisoners who assaulted people? You should spend more time exercising critical thinking than reading random Insta accounts designed to brainwash you. You think (laughs) Jews are white and, therefore, feel safe in asserting your misinformed opinion. You stand for the murder of children and innocent people by a terrorist group. Can I stop you right there with the you think (laughs) Jews are white thing? All right, first of all, okay. uh, That's why they think... All Jews Everybody aren't white. Says, we 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 do know this. Uh, I think we all agree on this. We've all uh, seen. Don't but, mess with the Zohan. Yes, there um, there are yeah. many. There there uh, there uh, Arab Jews. There are Black Jews. There are Asian uh-huh. Jews. There's all sorts of Jews. Um, I am so fucking sick of the most like white looking little fucking like like blonde haired blue eyed nymph fairies who look Nordic as shit talking about being not white. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Well, literally, you know literally, Joey, you have more of a right to be afraid to go outside for being Jewish than Eliza fucking Schlesinger. I, do you know how many Italians should actually be afraid? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is America. In America, our racism is stupid. In America, when people are mad at Arabs, Sikhs die. Yeah, like, yes. Can we yes. stop with this fucking <laughs> yeah. idea that, like, you know... Uh, if people are mad at Italians, fucking people? Adam Driver might get a 
breakthrough is when yes the, when exactly the, exactly and listen i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying but i'm i'm so tired of the loudest voices being the most nordic or corn-fed looking motherfuckers i've ever seen in my life well counterpoint um, counterpoint Matt, uh, you've never written a joke about World War II. That's so true. You're I've not never, a deep yes. thinker. No, I'm not a deep um, thinker. <laughs> the way Eliza is. For those who don't understand that reference, she once gave an interview in which she lambasted all of women in comedy for doing period jokes and then said, I am the only woman who has ever done a World War II joke. And everyone just went. That obscure historical <laughs> yeah, event. That nobody in America ever talks about we it. We never talk about World War or two. Why? Well, I can't think of a joke there. <laughs> uh, the oh. second. This is. I, I. I skipped over the second half of the first slide. This is the second slide. Yes. Uh, and the paper. Is this and the, the one where she comes out anti-Black Lives Matter for no reason? No, have you this seen is the that one. one? <laughs> that one was. I have a story about that one, but keep going, Vince. Uh, and the people who got dropped from their agencies for basically supporting violence against Jews, not just sympathy for Palestine. Maybe mm -hmm. now you understand the weight of your casual hatred. What? Living in a free country is only good when you want to safely spout coded Jewish hatred, but your agency's freedom to not support you back is where you feel you have been violated? Tell that to innocent Jews being assaulted across the globe. What about their freedom? Guess it doesn't count. Freedom works both ways. You are free to have an opinion, and people are free to not support you. Buck around and find out. Oh uh, yes. Ooh, brave yes. truth brave truth teller. Yes. Lo love to uh love to be um pro blacklist. It is uh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, but dude, You know what? You know yeah. what's actually anti-Semitic being pro blacklist because yeah. if you I don't if you know anything about the blacklist. I know. Uh, I know. that was a way to kick a lot of Jews out of Hollywood. Literally. Literally. Uh, <laughs> And, and I like that, you know, in this case, you know, they're like, well, no, now it's reverse blacklist. Now we're kicking out all the the Arabs. Um, but uh, no, uh, I, I also love the uh, the idea of the like the coded Nazi thing mm -hmm. um, where it's like you want to do these coded anti-Semitic messages, um, coded anti-Semitic messages like I should be free. Right. Like Palestine should be free. <laughs> free to what? <laughs> yeah free, free to, to kill what? all yeah. the jews apparently is what <laughs> yeah. it means um but uh so she uh you know i i i mentioned her talking about coded mm -hmm. uh because she also wrote this message oh let me see if i can find it um well while you're finding that i just want to say as an irish american um mm -hmm. The fact that decolonization <laughs> as a word now is being is uh being claimed to be anti-Semitic is anti. I'm talking about the British, all right. Yeah, Just yeah, let me. Yeah. That's don't steal that. We were colonized from too. The British. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're slaves. Been against the fucking British. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, gonna go take those to the people. Um. So. <laughs> R.I.P. Shane McGowan. R.I.P. I know. He was so young. <laughs> my friend said like oh shane he mcgowan had, so healthy <laughs> shane mcgowan had been living dog years like 65 65 yeah. in shane mcgowan years is like 165 in anybody else anybody else's years like it's incredible when they did that documentary about him a few years ago mm -hmm. um great documentary by the way but uh, i was i was shocked that he was still alive then and that was like mm -hmm. i don't know five years ago 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel I'm sad that he's, you know, gone for multiple reasons. One of them being because he's in my collage of when I'm doing Irish race science. Mm. I always post his uh, face because he has Irish <laughs> eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And, and yeah, it's uh, I don't I mean, listen, I don't know if you guys know about Irish eyes, but it's absolutely a thing. What does it mean? Irish people have these eyes that are like kind of like squinty, mm-hmm. like Asian-y a little bit. Um, like uh <laughs> like I, I do not support that characterization. Oh, no, 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 anybody, but no, it's uh, not all Irish people, but like look at um, <laughs> oh, that's what you thought was Look at the eyes of Shane McGowan. Yeah. Uh, look at the eyes of uh, Seth uh, McFarlane. Look at the eyes of Rob uh, McElhenney. M- McElhenney? How do you pronounce McElhenney. it? McElhenney. Um, they all have the same eyes. Mm. Well? Irish eyes. Yeah, all right. Dylan McDermott has it? Okay. so I see what you're saying now when I look at those people. Yeah, I'm doing Irish race science and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so uh, anyway, I love, I love I Shane love, McGowan. I love every time a Zionist goes online uh, to talk about all the coded messages of the uh, Palestinian um, protesters, um, because then you see what they write, and it's not coded at all. Um, <laughs> so she wrote this. Uh, when you are silent, when you don't support support Israel in this, just know what you are quietly approving is a genocide. If they had their way, that girl on campus, Hamas, protesters acting like Jews are a monolith, BLM, all these tolerated groups we are afraid to speak against for fear of not looking woke, uh-huh. you are wishing me my kind husband, our families, my little sweet girl, and my unborn baby dead. That's it. So, uh, first of for all, no reason, just anti Black Lives Matter. Anti Black no Lives Matter. Uh, <laughs> saying that basically, yeah, the girl, uh, some girl on campus, she saw a video of who the fuck knows, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Hamas, same, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then just talking about all these tolerated groups. So I posted that thing right after, uh, you know, someone shared it with me. And I was like, um, you know, it's very funny to be pro, like, blacklist and then also have a a take like this where – because the people who are mostly um, being, like, fired from stuff, at least the ones that we know about in public, they're all women. And they're all usually brown women. Uh, And – you know, it just kind of like shows where she's at. But then Eliza um, uh, DM'd me. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, to t- tell me how unfair I was being. Um, and she wrote, hey, dude, <laughs> I marched with BLM. First of all, great opening. I got to yeah. say, that's one of those like beautiful openings where you're just like, I, I hope the second part of that sentence is how many of your best friends are black. Um, and I, I posted endlessly supporting them. What you are carelessly referencing is my response to their post uh, in the immediate wake of October 7th, as you did it without any research. As far as casually checks notes on black and brown celebs, uh, that was a reference to my tweet. Uh, I'm literally literally referring to Susan Sarandon. I want you to know how reckless your post was. 
Uh, and then she, of course, took the post and then uh, and her DM and put it in her like stories. Uh-huh. Um, and then I told her that I was uh, just made aware by another comic of the timeline of when you posted that. In <laughs> I was just made aware uh, by another comic of the timeline of when you posted that insane thing. I now see that you wrote uh, that BLM and other tolerated groups want you and your baby dead out of anger. Uh, I deleted the post because I realized sometimes we write reckless things out of anger. Enjoy your tour. <laughs> and then uh, she was like, I'm glad <clears throat> you admit you're wrong. Uh, good for you. And then I said, please come to the Palestine Solidarity March. And then she has not returned my message. <laughs> but I, I did end up deleting the post because I did have another comic yell at me um, who was like, she didn't mean it like that. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, which, I comic, yeah, which comic was that, man? I'm not well, going to say. Names. That was someone who we then had a long, fruitful conversation. And that comic realized that I uh, was not doing something out of malice and that and also agreed that that outside of any context that is an insane thing to write there is no context in which you can just be like i was really mad that day and i decided that black people want all my all the jew babies dead like you're fucking insane that's a crazy thing to say yeah i mean is it not am i wrong no you're not wrong yeah no, but no. The good thing is, is you that like to get in there and stir things up sometimes. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's when it like comes to you. this Jew stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm just tired of people taking on the mantle of being the representative of all Jews. Yeah, and it pisses me the fuck off because yeah. it's like, you know, the majority <clears throat> of people are not Jews, and they go, I don't know, I guess. Is this okay? <laughs> like that's that's what I've noticed. Everyone's feeling around this is is like. Damn, I, I guess it is okay for these people to talk to me like this. I, I've never realized that I was. It's okay to abuse me, and uh, and I'm like, no, it's not. These people are assholes, and it's not okay for them to talk to you like that. Um, yeah. Anyways, Eliza and I are best friends now, and uh, I will good. be. So you're I will be, be holding her dog. dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> James Fritz had the best fucking post where he wrote, um, uh, you know, Amy Schumer seems to be uh, saying the craziest shit in the comedy community about Israel. <laughs> and Eliza Schlesinger, hold my dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> Eliza makes uh, the comedy store people not only park her car, but hold her dog while she goes on stage. Mm-hmm. She is um, a notorious uh, piece of shit. Um she but, does write great jokes about World War II. I mean, listen. Yeah. What was the joke? Do we have She's that? our I best World War II comedian. Like, uh, World War II is my favorite sequel. <laughs> Classic. Um, the problem is, is that like when it comes to this like Hollywood uh, stuff around Zionism, is that they're not sending their best um, because like actors and comedians and stuff like we are we're dumb as fuck like mm-hmm. we're not smart people and actors are even fucking dumber um i just uh have you guys heard the juliana margulies uh interview no. oh my no, god no but every time 
every time you say that name, I sort of brace for uh, what take it's. She's up there with like Deborah Messing when it comes to just like consistently uh, terrible oh, yeah. takes about everything. Yeah, the thing is though, she's like she's like even dumber is is the crazy thing. Um, uh, let me uh, let me play. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it for you so that we can all um, enjoy just the the. Uh, I don't the know. The good wife. The good wife. You know what? <laughs> the best wife is what she is. Um, here we go. Great the use of it, pronouns. It's those kids who are spewing this anti-Semitic hate that have no idea if they stepped foot in an Islamic country. These people who want us to call them they, them, or what, whatever they want us to call them which I have respectfully really tr- made made a point of doing. Like, be whoever you want to be. <laughs> and yet. It's those people. <laughs> it's those yet, people. You will immediately... be the first people beheaded and their heads played with a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a soccer ball on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a second. And, you know, there was a... <laughs> Does she think... I Palestine are Mayans or yeah, Aztecs? ISIS. <laughs> she's, the, the thing is, is, she's recalling ISIS videos specifically. Uh-huh. Maybe there was something like this that happened on October seventh. I don't know. I have not. I've not seen anything like that. Um, <clears throat> and I have. I'm someone who has subjected myself to a lot of uh, footage from that attack. Oh uh, yeah, because se- you hate Jews, right? I, I wanted to see them die. That's that was the point of the uh, the the viewing, the Wonder Woman viewing at the Wiesenthal Center. Yeah. It was uh, it was so that people who really hated Jews could watch it and go, yeah, yeah, do it. Um, no, but- I, I just feel like this is part of a phenomenon of things <clears throat> that people online do now is that mm-hmm. when you are internally wrong about something uh-huh. um you immediately blame it on like oh other people are just convinced by all these quote-unquote cool people online right. yes to the yes. point that they are now doing it with kissinger which i oh. think is the funny like when people <laughs> when people are like oh and and th- like they won't even deny that he was terrible they'll just be like i w- oh you think henry kissinger's terrible name seven of his albums <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like and the reason the reason that you can't do it is because he's behind so many different bad things no yes that you exactly. forget like it, it becomes impossible to like catalog them all yes. like i i even like i had to go back and read people's uh you know obituaries for him because i was like i don't even remember no, All I know. The terrible things. Gareth Reynolds called him the uh, the Forrest Gump of war crimes. Like, yeah, he's just like he's just around for pretty much everyone in like recent memory from like you know the fucking sixties on into the nineties. I believe. I have a I have a quick recap. Um, mm-hmm. This is from Greg Grandin at the Nation, who I think wrote a book about Kissinger. Also, but uh, this yeah. is just like the overview, and then I have a specific one. Um, let's consider some of Nixon or sorry, let's consider some of Kissinger's achievements during his tenure as Richard Nixon's top foreign policymaker. He one prolonged the Vietnam War for five pointless year years. Two illegally bombed Cambodia and Laos. Three goaded on Nixon Christmas. To, <laughs> on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, goaded Nixon to wiretap staffers and journalists. 
Four, bore responsibility for three <clears throat> genocides in Cambodia, East Timor, and Bangladesh. Five, urged Nixon to go after Daniel Ellsberg for having released the Pentagon mm-hmm. Papers, which mm-hmm. set off a chain of events that brought down the Nixon White House. Six, <clears throat> pumped up Pakistan's ISI and encouraged mm-hmm. it to use political Islam to destabilize Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Seven, began the U.S. arms for petrodollars dependency with Saudi right. Arabia and pre-revolutionary Iran. Uh-huh. Eight, accelerated needless civil wars in Southern Africa that in the name of supporting white supremacy left millions dead. Nine, supported coups and death squads throughout Latin America. And that's, that's right. he's just like combining mm-hmm. a bunch there. And 10, ingratiated himself with the first generation neocons such as Dick Cheney and Paul Wolfowitz, who would take American militarism to its calamitous next level. And, and then uh, and then it's like now that he's dead and people are just bringing up like the anecdotal like bad right. things that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know this one. Like apparently he had a hand in the uh, Bhopal disaster in India, the one where uh, like the Union Carbide plant just like belched oh. noxious fumes yeah. in uh, Indian mm-hmm. and, and like in, and killed like an entire town. He was part of that? India. Yeah. Kissinger <laughs> Associates, a private consulting I firm. was just running and I wiped, <laughs> look, I look. wiped my face on a shirt and Say then the poison gas came out. Say what you will about Henry Kissinger. Um, <laughs> we could all hope to have the historical impact yeah. that one <laughs> will about the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> but it really, really was an historical event. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. Um, Kissinger Associates, a private consulting firm, profited from the fallout of Kissinger's public policies. In 1975, for example, Kissinger, as Secretary of State, helped Union Carbide set up its chemical plant in Bhopal, India, working with the Indian government and helping secure a loan from the Export-Import Bank of the United States to cover a major portion of the plant's construction. Then, after the plant's 1984 chemical leak disaster, Kissinger Associates represented Union Carbide, helping to negotiate in 1989 a $470 million out-of-court settlement for the victims of the spill. The payout was paltry in relation to the scale of the disaster, which caused nearly 4,000 immediate deaths and exposed another half million people to toxic gases. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, you like you just keep he's like the war crime that keeps on giving. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, it's like it's not just the war crimes, too. uh, It's the blowback. It's like like you can trace so much of like modern destabilization and modern violence to uh, policies that were enacted directly by Kissinger's uh, State Department, you know? Yeah, he's like, like the everlasting gobstopper of death. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the, the, the everlasting godstopper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. the, the next paragraph of that obituary uh, is... A full tally hasn't been done, but a back-of-the-envelope count would attribute three, maybe four million deaths to Kissinger's actions, but that number probably undercounts his victims in Southern Africa. Pull but one string from the current tangle of today's multiple foreign policy crises, and odds are it will lead back to something Kissinger did between 68 and 77. Yes. Over-reliance on Saudi oil? That's Kissinger. Blowback from the instrumental use of radical Islam to destabilize Soviet allies? Again, Kissinger. An unstable arms race in the Middle East? Check Kissinger. 
Sunni-Shia rivalry. Yep, Kissinger. The impasse in Israel-Palestine. Kissinger. Radicalization of Iran. An act of folly was how veteran diplomat George Ball described Kissinger's relationship to the Shah. Mm -hmm. Militarization of the Persian Gulf. Kissinger, Kissinger, Kissinger. Yeah, I mean, it's just like he is... He's such a bad person that it... It's like if you do enough crimes, uh, the wall of text gets too big and it's mm-hmm. yeah. too long. Didn't I read. mean, it's like when you try to argue with someone who's so deep into conspiracy theories that they just sort of exhaust you with right. like the length of all the dumb things that they believe. And you're like, OK, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. like it, what's annoying, though, I mean, first of all. You know, yesterday and today has been just such a magnificent time on social media because of it's just it's it's everyone dancing on Kissinger's grave has been it's I don't know. It's a unifying experience. It's just we haven't Um, had good news for so long. I have bad news. Uh, Henry Kissinger was German. So this entire conversation is anti-Semitic. Shit. That's right. You're not allowed. (laughs) We're not allowed to talk about it. About Germans. (laughs) (laughs) Not that he was Jewish. Specifically that he was German. We've really, the ADL really stretching that definition. Um, No, but like, And it's funny because I have seen some counter takes, uh, you know, uh, one of them being like, you know, uh, so, yeah, you've got the people who are just like, oh, you're really going to celebrate death. Uh And I'm just like, who, if not Kissinger? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. Uh, But then it's like when they when they finally executed uh, Gacy, like even the even the like anti death penalty people were like, all right, you can have this. Right. Okay, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. No. But like there's just a lot of uh, uh, there's and there's also been the like, I hope they don't laugh at our deaths when we die, you know, and I'm just like, you're probably you're probably good, homie. Like if you haven't killed three to four million people. I probably won't. I won't even know you died. Also, uh, Henry Kissinger absolutely was laughing about a bunch of the murders he caused. Yes, uh, <laughs> he was a he was a bubbly little freak. Like the, the <laughs> you know, he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, so one take that I've also seen, which is like fair enough, is like you know people are celebrating. Obviously, it's good. You know, fuck him, he's dead. But it sucks that he. You know, he lived to a hundred. Like yeah. yeah. You know, he kind of won by living to a hundred. And here's my take on that: is like I understand it, but like I don't know if you guys feel this way, but it for me, the way the world has been for so long has felt so like impossibly unfair that, um, like at one point I just was like, it's possible he's immortal. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's possible yeah. he's never going to fucking die. So when yeah. he finally did die, I was like, okay, okay, maybe there is like, you time know, to curse at my baby. Yeah, <laughs> time to time to do swears in front of my baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I I made that video immediately upon seeing like I saw one one tweet about Kissinger being dead from like an obscure like news organization and i started googling everywhere i couldn't find anything but this one thing and i was like you know what i think it's real it's got to be real uh-huh. and i made that video because i was like i i really want to be the f- i want this to be the way that people find out <laughs> like i said before didn't i just say this recently on a podcast vince that 
what all I want is to be the person who told you when someone dies. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, like the last one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I want. So that like when I die, you'll remember me as the guy who told you when someone died. You know what I mean? Um yeah. but I mean yeah. that's one that you definitely like that's I, everybody I mean I get that like maybe it's hack because everybody was rushing to tell their friends that Henry Kissinger yes, was dead. Yes, of course, but of like, course. You know, accept a little hack. Like embrace bozo, dude. Yes, yeah. bozo. <laughs> there was one take on that video. I mean, besides the people being like, "Um, I can't believe you did swears in front of your daughter," which is mm -hmm. like, is that yeah, that's pretty bad. Like, My favorite one, though, was the there was like a psychiatrist defending you swearing in front of a baby in the mentions. And at one point, like the 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 person, they were going back and forth, and the person wasn't even who was like mad at the swearing wasn't even being like that hostile. They were just being incredulous as to the idea that swearing in front of a kid could be anything but negative. Yeah. And and then at some point, um, after like. Source after source, that person who who said, uh, you know, actually, it's I'm a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and it's not bad. It actually can be good. Just ask. Wait, how old are you? And then the conversation <laughs> stopped completely because they realized this is probably a child who doesn't like swearing. Um, no, but my favorite was uh, someone who got offended that I kissed my baby on the mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to make him gay. Yeah, well, no, it's a girl, but you know, that still <laughs> softens her up. Yeah, you know, just... that's true. That's Juliana Margulies. That's right. They, yeah. them, and these black lives, and here I am trying to murder the Palestinians. And where's your support, they, them? <laughs> that's what she sounds like now, by the way. Your your baby? No, Juliana Margulies. <laughs> She's. <laughs> She's already posting at a 10th grade level. She's so I think precocious. Brian Cook said that she's, he's like, I, I've hated her ever since she went on like Letterman and said $15 million is actually not a lot after taxes and everyone booed her. Oh, <laughs> that will radicalize a person. Yeah, yeah. But I was like. It's so sad because I go back to her arc on The Sopranos and I'm like, oh man, she was so hot. Someone actually told me something about that that is very interesting. If you want to know just how dumb Juliana Margulies is, um, it's that Juliana had to play a character named Juliana uh, <laughs> on, the on The Sopranos because she didn't want. She she kept forgetting the fake name. <laughs> <laughs> she could she needed it to be her same name hey everyone matt lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that i'm gonna be playing until march 17th why march 17th you ask well <laughs> because i'm gonna be co-headlining the sacramento punchline on sunday march 17th at 7 p.m with my wife francesca fiorentini i would love it if you all bought your tickets to it it's going to be really fun um you helped us sell out uh when we co-headlined the san francisco punchline and now i'm asking for you to do it again that's right if you're in the sacramento area or somewhere nearby um come to the sacramento punchline sunday march 17th 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets 
right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you, you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you guys watched The Morning Show, which Julianna <laughs> Margulies is on? You keep telling me, and I, I watched need the first need season. It's insane. I, I it is insane. This third season, Matt. Is it good? And Vince. No, but it's oh. it, it's great. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the first episode, Reese Witherspoon goes to space in this oh, new episode. Space Witherspoon, hell yeah, dude. She's, well, they you know flash what they back did. to her at January sixth. Oh hell yeah, dude. Well, hell they yeah. they did. Uh, they have a character who's sort of like a uh, a pseudo Elon Musk. Yeah, he's which played I, by John Hamm. I don't think they've ever done that in fiction before. Like, no. No, one has ever... no one has ever had that. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's great, dude. I mean, I it's horrible, it. but it's like I, my I, favorite hate watch. It is up there with the newsroom. Oh, as, I, uh, the I mean, the newsroom though. is the pinnacle. Yes, of that's that's be- the, like I yes. looked. I think the newsroom is my favorite TV show ever. Yes, it I, is. It is like, the height of li- liberal <laughs> smuggery. Just I love like, it so much. Ugh, it's, it's so like, bad. Ugh. Not addressing the fact that yes, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't get to you don't get to recall the playbook just because you here in the future now. You fucking dickheads. But yeah, I it's the whole the, the whole premise show. of the sh- the whole premise of the show is like, remember when I was right eighteen months yeah. ago, and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean the morning show has that factor too where yeah, it's yes. doing so it's like it's it's newsroom methadone. That's how I describe mm. uh the morning mm. show. <laughs> I hope they make um, more newsroom. Yeah. Joey, have you have you attempted to watch uh The Golden Bachelor at all? No. <clears throat> I don't mm. I'm, the only reality show I do is Top Chef, man. Yeah. I tried to watch it for a little bit cuz I I do watch reality shows, usually not network ones, and then, but then like I saw the promos for this, and I was like, all right, I like the idea of an old guy and like a bunch of sixty and seven mm-hmm. year old women uh, being bitchy to each other. Sure, um, but like network TV is so dumbed down that you can't even enjoy that aspect of right. it. Mm. And so I started, try- I started trying to watch it, and uh, it was just so relentlessly on message. And the message was that, like, it's inspirational for uh-huh. old people to date. To fuck. And yeah. It was like, <laughs> and it just, like, every scene kept hammering it. And, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm over this. And then um, this week, 
<laughs> and I love that this got an expose, but uh, the Hollywood Reporter did an expose on the Golden Bachelor uh, talking to women that he's dated that he mm-hmm. said, like he said stuff like, oh, I mean, I haven't dated in 45 years um, on the show. And like he has. Of course he has. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honestly, you know what? Maybe they didn't define it as dating. Maybe he's the oldest fuckboy in the world, you know? Maybe yeah. he's like, we were just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And it's just we're like... We're kicking this, it. We were just the, kicking it. <laughs> the lies they caught him in were hilarious to me. Um, recently, Turner appeared on Justin Long's Life is Short podcast and told the uh, host... I'm, I'm sorry. Can I just stop you right there? <laughs> Go ahead. Yep, stop yep. having podcast people who already yeah. have careers. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, I had to send my fingerprints to the FBI, and there were numerous background tests. There was a psychological evaluation that was like 360 questions, and then another. To go on the Golden Bachelor? Uh huh. (laughs) But despite. I gotta make sure you're horny. (laughs) (laughs) They can't just knock on your dick, you know? Hey, do that dick work? Uh, (laughs) Do that dick work. No. But despite this vetting, The Hollywood Reporter has discovered several inconsistencies regarding both his work history and recent romantic entanglements. Oh, that no. The narrative. <laughs> oh, God. He was lying. He He's fought. identified in Chirons throughout the show as a retired restaurateur, which is a fancy way of saying he owns or owned a restaurant. Mm. Uh, but according to the profi- his profile on LinkedIn, Gary last owned a restaurant in 1985 when he sold his Mr. Quick hamburger franchise in Iowa. Okay, that uh, still counts. Sure, sure. But he what's does. he been doing since 1985? Retired. Mm-hmm. After he that, retired he had... at like, how old is he, 60? Uh, yeah, he's 60-something. Uh, after he that, retired he retired held... at 30, <laughs> just like all of us. He held various sales and management positions in the meat business, again, per his LinkedIn resume, which does not list an end date for his appointment. That does not match up with the idea pushed on the show that he retired at the young age of 55. Yeah, no, that that, that math for sure doesn't work. Never mentioned are his years of post-retirement work, like installing hot tubs at Gannon Pools. He then worked as a maintenance <laughs> man at the Vera French Mental Health Center, also in the Davenport area, Yeah, as verified by his colleagues who spoke highly of him. Well, that's how the Mountain Goats started writing all those songs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, Joe, uh, you got to go, right? Yeah, I got to go, guys. Sorry, my dog has school. My yes. dog. I'm going to take my dog <laughs> to class. Which is not even a joke. Yeah. Um, all right. I love you guys. Love you Wait, too, what, too. Matt, what, Matt and Vince, what movie are you going to talk about now that I'm gone? The Holdovers. The Holdovers. Oh, yeah. I want to see it. All right. Yeah, bye, good. guys. <laughs> bye. Love right. you. Listen to Round Ball Rock, Round Rock Pod, Patreon, uh, Dad Joey Devine. Bye. Bye. my fucking throat i realized after i made you watch the holdovers that uh Mm -hmm. maybe i should have made you watch Saltburn because that one's much more divisive but uh okay the holdovers i don't know i am let's uh, talk about it the holdovers it's a movie that we both watched which is a rare thing for us it is these days you know it's hard for us to watch movies because there's not they're not all streaming you know screeners no more well it's, also you i mean your daughter is probably too young my daughter like that she'll watch you you, you can still watch things that you want around her whereas my son mm-hmm. is two now 
uh, which means that like 90% of any of my movie or TV viewing is watching whatever Pixar movie he wants to watch for the 700th time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to squeeze all my like adult things in the window between like 8.30 and 10.30. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a big bummer. It's Very become, hard. It's become difficult. But uh, we yeah. both watched The Holdovers. We did. Um, so this is a movie... Uh, it's an Alexander Payne movie, which I was mm-hmm. excited to hear. Are you um, an Alexander Payne guy? Because I'm like a I'm like an apologist for Alexander. I, Payne. I think I am. I think I am. Uh, he did Sideways, right? He did Sideways. What else he did he did do? Election. He did mm-hmm. About Schmidt. He did uh, mm-hmm. Downsizing. Okay, um, I I didn't see About Schmidt or Downsizing, mm-hmm. but Election, Sideways, and now election. This movie got to be one of the best comedies ever made i would say it's very good it's very very yeah. good um and uh i think sideways is one of those movies it's like one of those like the oscars sometimes picks like random shit to get excited about mm-hmm. and you're just like why right um th- but they were right about sideways, sideways right it's like you really were kind good. of an I, like i remember being kind of annoyed by like the amount of hype for sideways yes. but when yes. you actually watch the movie like it's fantastic it's great it's yeah. great um and this movie is no different this movie uh you know what i like about this movie it's like if um it's it feels like if wes anderson made good movies you like, know, you know, I, like that was, was my first take, and I and I'm like an Anderson you, defender to some extent. Him. I don't you love, love him. him. I understand no, why people boyfriend. hate him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You want to glug glug glug. But I 100 percent agree with you. Where it's yes. like, okay, if you took a Wes Anderson movie and removed all of the obnoxious smuggery from right, it, right, and you just decided to like uh, tastefully do a hu- big zoom out, or yeah. or or yeah. you know, tastefully do some symmetrical shots, like just yeah. like uh, or just tasteful do yeah. a thing not all the time like depict a, a boys boarding school and all the attendant academic jargon but you but in a way that it didn't feel like you were jacking off to all of yes the exactly in a way where yeah exactly where you were like no it's not enough that they're you know spoiled little rich kids uh i need to make them look twee yeah it's like no just fucking yeah, Ugh. but this but movie I feel like so good. But I feel like the idea I could sense that Alexander Payne was enjoying that stuff um, mm-hmm. in the same way as Wes Anderson would, but he just was more uh, less obvious about it. I guess like you could tell yes. like he he wanted it to be actually about the characters where you often don't get that sense from Wes Anderson where he's doing it solely because he's mad he at loved, his dad. He loved that production design. And, or yeah, uh, he loved the production design. He loves the artifice and like Alexander right. Payne is like, I think at a base level sort of a, allergic to artifice almost to a fault. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it makes what he did with this movie so much more enjoyable because you're getting, uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've like, I think I've seen like an earnest um, Christmas movie that's Mm -hmm. doing all of the like Christmassy tropes essentially, but without it in any way feeling like an artificial saccharine like Christmas movie. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like uh, it's trying to manufacture these feelings and it, yet like it like if you take a step back from it like it does feel like a somewhat contrived premise a hundred percent starring 
a character who is essentially miles from sideways, yes. like aged up and moved back to 1970. Right. Like, and just drinks harder booze now. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. it's uh, miles, but with whiskey instead of wine. And he right. also has a wonky eye and uh, yeah. a disorder that makes him smell like fish, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yes. Uh, even less likable, even more bitter, even more like sexually and socially inept. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he's forced into this situation where he has to be the teacher who's there over winter break at this boarding school stuck with, uh, you know, one main student whose parents abandoned him. Right. Yeah. Because they wanted to have a a honeymoon. Um, so like, you know, he's going to miss Christmas. He's going to be alone for Christmas with his most hated teacher. And you know what the movie's going to do. Like it's going to create like a uh you know a it's gonna conventional he's gonna he's gonna grinch it up he's gonna you know he's the grinch at the beginning and then his heart grows three times you know at the end it was like you know it's grinch yeah and it's and they even set it up for like do you remember scent of a woman yeah where where like al pacino you could he 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 did what these what these fellas only dream of. He yeah. was actually a bad man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She had a great ass. <laughs> Different movie, but yeah. You know, yeah. But it's setting you up for like Paul Giamatti. I to wish have... I was an octopus. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Does he say that? That's... <laughs> so I can have eight hands yeah. <laughs> to fondle your great ass. Eight. Phone calls all at once. That's him as Roy Cohn in Angels in America, the miniseries. <laughs> I wish I was an octopus. He's great. Yeah. Love Al Pacino. Um, yes. Go, go on. What are you saying? Um, like it's setting the, the holdovers is setting up sort of the same dynamic where, you know, it could have ended with Paul Giamatti giving like a big speech about why this student should not be expelled or whatever. And mm-hmm. just like putting the whole system on trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it really doesn't like it gives, no. it gives Giamatti like one line and like, you know that they're going to, they're going to try and give you like this memorable insult or this one like mic drop line and you don't think it could possibly yeah. land as hard as the movie needs it to. Yes. And then it kind of does. And you're like, God damn. Yeah. Like, he yes. fucking nailed that. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, uh, that to me is the most impressive thing. Um, when something, you know, something's coming and it lives up to the, hi- it's like, did you ever, um, hear that, uh, read that story from i think it was some subreddit where uh, a woman broke up with his uh with her boyfriend because she didn't like the sex mixtape mm. um do you know what i'm talking about i, I didn't i don't remember that and and it was just like specifically he had this one song that he liked having sex with uh sex to and and it was just like it's a terrible song and i told him uh not to do it and not to play it anymore and then so um he stopped playing it while they were having sex but then um he could she she he was still 
clearly fucking to the rhythm of the song <laughs> and 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 she just couldn't take it anymore because the song was just so unsexy and so as you're reading this thing you're just like okay obviously this is all leading up to what the song is gonna yeah, be Yeah, it's gonna be like mambo number five right exactly and so you kind of are like bracing yourself for like something whatever it's gonna be is gonna be kind of funny but you know what's coming so it's not that funny and then this was the song i, I have it right here here it is How long is it going? Oh, there it goes. This is the song you like to have sex to. (laughs) Uh, So, anyways, it's for me when I first read that story and then i heard that song it was so funny and i was like shocked at that yeah the 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 actual song is funnier than anything i could have possibly put in there right um that's how i felt about that line at the end yeah to me it felt like you know to put it in a sports metaphor it's like if you're playing a football team and they're running they're running you know exactly what play they're running Mm -hmm. and you just can't stop it it's kind of like that like you know exactly what this movie's gonna do um and and kind of where it's gonna go and it just it does it and you're like god i'm powerless to not get the exact kind of catharsis that it wants me to have out of it right yeah yeah i mean the musical choices yes half of those musical choices i'm like this is like the exact song, like some sort of Simon and Garfunkel, like I know, 60s jangle, I know, I was jangle folk that I that I would expect in a Wes Anderson movie, and and I'm just like, God, this is like the perfect mood, mood I, music. Though. I know, I know, and especially with that, like with the you know the snow and like yeah. just that entire thing, you know, it's some we're both like California boys, so we don't have those kinds of winters. Um, and so I've always like I've only known those types of winters from TV and every time I've like experienced them, that's the kind of music that plays in my head. And I know living in that kind of, you know, uh, you know, environment, you know, everyone hates it um, who actually has to deal with that shit. But like, I don't know, there was just something so magical about it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, I've not felt like this uh, non cynical about this kind of like background and premise i mean the fucking mm-hmm. boys prep school like fucking kill me when i when you told yeah. me it was this movie i was just like oh god boys pre-. like i don't how many fucking movies about a boys prep school do i have to see and like yeah. this one i was just like this is just good it's just fucking good every scene is perfect every uh you know uh every conflict feels doesn't feel forced and like uh and it doesn't feel hackneyed even though i guess it technically is i think Uh, part of the part of the thing that he does so well is that um like he thinks through every character he treats every character you know like the hero of their own story and yet like he doesn't give everyone a redemption arc. Like no. there are always characters that are just assholes and are going to stay assholes. Fine, in an that's Alexander great. Alexander Payne movie. Like the there's the kid 
There's a kid in there who looks somehow looks exactly like both Shailene Woodley and Zac Efron, but is not related to either. It's very, it's like a fucking optical trick yeah. or something. But yeah. you think he's gonna give that kid some sort of redemption arc, but you're like, but it just ends up being like, no, he's a fuckhead who was mean to everyone and no one likes him, and that's just kind of his whole. Yeah, thing. he's just gonna be an asshole forever, and you just go, <laughs> yeah. okay, good, fine. Yeah, like, it's like you Hayden Thomas Hayden Church in, in Sideways to some right. extent, where it's like yes. he doesn't he didn't learn anything. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, also I have to say that, like, down to the, like, the choice of Paul Giamatti to play this character, mm-hmm. it was just another thing where I'm just like, I... It's so obvious, because it's, it's like so the, obvious. That's the character that Paul Giamatti's best at. He yes. He is... I mean, if you want like a guy who's just a bundle of neuroses who, uh, you know, can't can't bring himself to have normal human interactions and is too cowardly to to like experience affection yeah like that he's the guy like he that's, is the guy that's the guy uh and then and, he, he does it again in this and you're like god i just want to watch him do it more because yeah and it, but it's 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 impressive because i really i think i am generally tired of it mm-hmm. but not in this movie Mm-hmm. It, uh, in this movie i'm just like yeah i love him he's great he's so good in this character i mean and then you know and also you have the you know teen kids acting thing which i, uh, I you know i feel like wes anderson does in a way that people enjoy and i i understand you know that people like it and that i'm wrong or whatever um but like in this one i was actually like no i actually kind of like the, the, the it works because it's mm-hmm. christmasy because i'm mm-hmm. like you know i don't know it just uh everything about i mean the, the- whole the whole <laughs> thing with christmas is like you don't want to accept like the the levels of tradition and the schmaltz and right. like the, the all the like hallmark feelings that you're supposed to feel like you're naturally have a wall up you're like you're not going to do this to me yes again yes uh, and and usually those movies don't. Usually I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But this is like the perfect cynics uh, Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, which is weird because there's nothing cynical about it. Uh, I it don't... just gives you the freedom to like feel those feelings and then come completely around on them. Yeah, I think it's like the best way to describe it is this: it's it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and when you do, I don't care what you do. Uh, if you do it good, then you can if it's good enough it breaks through any of my cynicism Mm -hmm. and uh this movie happened to do that and uh i i i makes me wonder if this is how people feel during wes anderson movies like if they if they enjoy wes anderson movies the way it is the good ones i mean like the last few i don't think they made me feel that way but like okay the ones that i enjoy they do have that quality where like it starts off and even even the holdovers did that in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like you know, like Rushmore or Royal Tannenbaum's in the beginning. I'm like, ah, this is just a little too, a little too neat, a little too satisfied with itself, right. a little too artificial. And then by the end, like I realize that I've come around on right it, that you're and, in, it. and I am feeling what he wants me to feel, and I'm impressed by it. But this, yeah. like, this does that on like an extra level. I feel like and 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 better. Yeah, uh, you just reminded me how much I miss Gene Hackman. Yeah. He's so good. Um but yeah, man, solid B plus movie. <laughs> it was so good. I I mean, I, I'm just like uh I I I rarely 
when you give a movie to me to mm-hmm. watch, I rarely find myself uh like sucked into it because I'm, you know, I'm I'm watching it as homework, you know. Unless yeah. it's like in the theater. I can get yeah. sucked in in a theater. Uh and usually just the theater experience can trick me into liking a movie that's not that good. Um, whereas like, it's much harder to impress me as like a, a screener for something I got to talk about the next day. But I was just like, I think I would watch this again. I yeah. haven't felt this good watching a movie since the two popes. <laughs> I love yeah. those popes. A dos popas. A dos popas. Un popa, a due popa. A due popa. Ah, ah, ah. I mean, like the main kid in the beginning, like his acting was sort of what i expect from right. like a teen actor yeah um but he also he just like sort of embodies uh that shitty high school kid uh-huh. so well like he's he's like a he's built like a stork his adam's apple is like as big as a grapefruit he's yeah. got like a weird crooked smile and like yeah he's a hair, he's but, a fin de trollio yeah. yeah but goddamn, yeah he's very fin de trollio but yeah. i and I, but i think like as the movie goes on and like all of the mo- all of the moments where he needed to nail the acting, I think he he did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, in ways that are not, um, I don't know. It's just like not, he wasn't understated because again, he's a kid. No. Yeah. Um, but it didn't take me out of it. It yeah. it felt like you know. I felt like I was, you know, just it's just a movie, man. Yeah, it's just you know, a proper, it's just proper it's a proper movie. Go to film, the theater. Go to the theater, eat popcorn, whatever's get your dick sucked <laughs> by the woman who directed it, whatever's <laughs> wear a dress, you know. <laughs> eat milk duds, put one milk dud in her pussy. <laughs> you suck out a bird. You just suck that milk dud out of her pussy. Mm-hmm. Watch a, <laughs> watch a movie, yeah. yeah. You know you're in a feet, yeah. uh, you're yeah, in a yeah, feet, uh, right? Oh. You're in a feet, uh, and you're going, oh, it's a movie's on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as you watch a movie, and it's a film, and then an older woman starts gobbling your knob, <laughs> and you go, oh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Saw a movie. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt because I just I wanted to see how long you could go on for. Oh yeah, man, it was a good. It was a good movie. It was. A movie I kind of want you like to see downsizing now because everybody sort of hated that, but uh, I. Really I would liked see it. it. I would see it. I mean, I'm down to size. You're down um, to size. Um, but oh, we got to talk about uh, Divine Joy Randolph because I feel like talk about what. Divine Joy Randolph, the the big black lady in this. Oh um, yes, I mean, yes. like when she was in the Idol, and she was actually like pulling off some some oh, level that's of right, she some was level the lady of re- from the Idol. Like she was pulling off a level of realism in the Idol, which was I mean, there was that's fun, true. There was fun actors like Eli Roth and like some of the other Ra- like, Rachel Sennett. Pe- yeah, yeah, Rachel Sennett. Like they, Rachel Sennett did a great job too. But yeah. uh, like they were doing great jobs that were just fun to watch whereas she was fun to watch but and also like pulling off 
a yeah, level she, of realism. Yeah, she was trying. She was like the only, or it's not that the others weren't trying, but I was, it, it, I mean, listen, I'm not telling you guys to watch The Idol just for this one actress, but she was, uh, she was good in it. Yeah, they were they were pulling off like this is a cute kitschy show, and she was pulling off like you are gonna believe some of the dramatic moments, uh, right? Yeah, show yes, and like her mixed with Paul Giamatti was like such incredible, an amazing combination. A podcast I would watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them I just see, sitting around w- watching uh, the newlywed game. And mm-hmm. uh, explaining how it works <laughs> yeah. to an old yeah. drunk who smells like fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no. telling him uh, like about that he smells like fish, but like having it not be like mean somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I mean, and and also just like, uh, you know, her character is dealing with uh some trauma and uh, so really uh, some tragedy has befallen her. Um, I think her son died in Vietnam. Oh, I just broke something in my child's bedroom. Uh, oh. In Vietnam. Um, and, uh, you know, that's like a very sad thing. And it's fucking it's but and, and she does a good job of playing that like um, internally grieving character who isn't like being like happy on the outside but isn't like trying to burden you with it i feel like there's so many like filmmakers love to depict grief in they movies. love it and cheat me, code yeah it's a cheat code to me it's uh usually mm, boring like they yeah. usually don't do it well and they like oh look he's so numb from grief yeah i don't yeah. want to watch someone be numb from grief like that is and so that's so dull. I don't care. Yeah. Um. She plays like a grieving character in a way that, um, I mean, it makes you believe it, and it's not cheesy. And yeah, where you're not, it. you don't feel the need to, um, like feel for her, um, in this like, I don't know where, the, because a, a good portion of the character is basically like, do not go around pitying me fuck fuck you for doing that but mm-hmm. not it, but she's not like she's not saying that you know she's not fucking that that's not the it's not like a transparent defense mechanism no no it's not and uh yeah there's i don't know it's hard to to carry multiple feelings at once in uh in a performance where um you know you it's like you have to paint everything you say with a shade of sadness but just a shade and mm-hmm. uh that's uh you know i i used to think acting was just when you pretend to be guy <laughs> no. uh-huh but um but i've changed mm-hmm. I've, I've changed now i think acting is when you pretend to be two guy <laughs> but and you have to figure out level of how much guy to be and mix in with other guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So like if you when I'm I playing write script. I'm playing yeah, when I write script, I think about what if I make one character two guy? I originally I make it with a uh, guy with two head. But then <laughs> I said, no, that's too much to everyone then gonna ask why second head. So I make two head and one head. Mm. So one guy happy, one guy sad. Mm-hmm. And I have to figure out balance of which is more for say word. 
Sure. Which more happy, which more which, sad for which, say yeah. word. Uh-huh. Which guy? And sometimes betrayed? people say happy word with sad tone. And sometimes mm. people say sad word with happy tone. Mm. And so I write in script, happy, sad, both same time. And then I make many. <laughs> Hi. This Hi. Hi. M- this Max Payne, Alexander <laughs> Payne, brother. <laughs> I am ghostwright on Alexander Payne's script, but he does not give me credit he did give me many when i wrote this script i was in bullet time <laughs> <laughs> so alexander has to shoot bullet at me so the time slow down so i can write script faster mm-hmm. now for me not seem fast for me yeah, bullet would, time yeah you're in bullet but time. for him i write faster speed of light wow bullet time script max Payne. <laughs> When I wrote Sideways, I originally <laughs> I originally had it so so that whole movie was sideways, but no one had long theater screen. Mm. You know when you turn uh-huh. your phone sideways? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. it's going to be like that. That's why you called it that? I call it Sideways because it's going to be like that. Sideways for a screen. I always wondered why it was called Sideways. It's because it was going to be Sideways screen, but then people said they, they have to build new theater, and I said, oh, I don't have that money for that. So I said, never mind. Let's not call it Sideways, but it was too late. We already made poster. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways, this this Max Payne cast. <laughs> Someday my brother will be on. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander uh, Payne emailed me once. Maybe he'd come on. Who knows? Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Yeah. yeah. What if we just asked him about Max Payne the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> the video game? Yeah. Did you ever play Max Payne? That was probably pretty cool. Same name. <laughs> yeah. I liked it, but it must have been so much better for you. Yeah. You would, you think you'd like it? That joke? Mm-hmm, probably. I would hope so. You know who would like that joke? Shane Black. <laughs> yeah. Why? He seems cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shane Black seems like a cool guy. Could be. He's yes. also got a cool name. Yeah. I I used to get them confused because their names are so fucking cool. What Alexander Payne and Shane Black? Yeah. And who's the guy who does Guardians? Uh, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, Gunn. They all, yeah, they do. They all sound like porn directors to be real, but they're yeah. not, which is, which is fine. It Although, is weird that they have those names, like in real life. Yeah, like you wonder though, what are their actual names? You know what I mean? I just looked up Shane Black. Apparently, that is his real name. Crazy. Yeah, he's not even black though, right? No, he's white. He's from Pittsburgh. Well, there's black people in Pittsburgh. No, but maybe the people are just... And Alexander Payne's from Nebraska. Maybe people are just like named those kind of things in those places. I don't know. Where's James Gunn from? That can't be a real name, right? I, I mean, I can't imagine. No, it's... It's real? James, James Francis Gunn Jr. Wow. He's from Missouri. Look at this. They're all from... Yeah. I, you know what? Stop coming here and taking our jobs. I know. Your names are too cool. Your names are too cool. Just be the just fuck. This is why people hate Matt Rife and I've 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 decided. Mm, it's we hate him because he should his name is too cool and he's got a cool name and he's hot as fuck. The fact that he's not out here just having sex. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I see him 
on a video, I'm just like, this should be a video of you having sex. Yeah. What I've decided is my brand is going to be objectifying him every time. I, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, smile, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, I had a random no, a, a random link in my notes. Okay, um, send me the random link and this will be the last thing that we talk about. So, it's it's from like I feel like you've talked about this f- before, like there's oh. a street uh street. in in Hebron where the Palestinians had to like build a fence above the street because the Israelis just throw garbage on them. Yes. What what is the deal with that? Like I I I, 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 I don't feel like you had referenced it before, <clears throat> but I didn't know the entire story behind no, it. No, I I the, the I don't think I I have referenced that before. Um, I this is something that I've only read about in passing. But no, I thought you'd like seen it or something. No, no, this is just one in a in a string of uh, different everyday atrocities that people mm-hmm. in the West Bank live with. That I you know I've come across. You know, uh, on lists of just like, look at this everyday shit that it, that it takes to be a, a an alive Palestinian in the West Bank. But you did uh, you did go on a birthright trip, right? I did, but they don't take you. <laughs> the closest into the West Bank they take you is uh, is um, East Jerusalem. They don't mm-hmm. take you to. They don't take you to Hebron. <laughs> that would right. be no. They 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 don't get you near. Um, anything that would make you be like is this apartheid (laughs) (laughs) but you but you did so the joke that you told about getting stopped by the uh whatever their version of yeah the the, uh, version of of airport security security, yeah was that was that that was actually a a real thing that that is a true story yes and and i've i've always kind of like brushed past uh certain parts of that story um that I, you know, not even looking back at the time, I thought were indicative of what it's like, um, you know, to be just to how anti-Arab they are um, in Israel. But uh, Whoa, so they. Yeah, I'm sorry. What I mean by they is uh, the cabal. No, uh, the, you know, Israelis. Um, so that story everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that story it's i was uh i went to birthright and i uh was put in a room uh, at the airport what well, because they were checking my bag specifically apparently they had found something in my bag and then they pull out my bag uh and uh backpack and they say we found uh writings against israel uh in your backpack writings in arabic and they pulled out the notebook and it was my comedy notebook and it said Allahu Akbar. And then I was like, no, I'm a comedian. Here's a joke. And I wrote a joke. This is a set list. And you know, my joke is, you know, Allahu so Akbar. <laughs> How Akbar is he? Allahu so Akbar that when he sit around the mosque, he sit around the mosque. Mm-hmm. If, 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 I, I assume you've heard this joke before. Um, so that's a real thing that happened. The craziest thing about that was that, the he literally said the phrase we found writings against israel <laughs> and the phrase he found was god is great in arabic which is just like it's just one of those things where i was just like is that against israel <laughs> don't you guys have a 20 percent arab muslim population <laughs> yeah don't you guys have god that you think is great right yeah don't you have god is great in like other languages um but no you know uh 
yeah, that was that was a real thing uh, that 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 happened, and then they let me on the plane. And is that what radicalized all... you? No, what radicalized me was uh, that my birthright trip when I went there uh, was I I was like, did you not have sex on it? Is that what made you? I did have sex. Oh, brag or nothing. But it was with an American, so it doesn't count. Well, that's yeah, that's what you do, though. I know, but you Nobody want it to be has... a soldier. <laughs> sure, one of those you hot want tank them ladies. to stick a gun to your head like Janice. Um, <laughs> I'm Janice in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got getting it. reamed from behind by a beautiful Israeli blonde. Um, no, but what radicalized me, or one of the many things that radicalized me, there was three particular moments on this trip where I was like, this is propaganda. One was just in general, like when you go to Jerusalem, there's just, I was like, mm, bullshit. There's no way you built an entire country singing camp songs that I sing at Jew camp. Nah, this is Disneyland. This is fake as shit. There's just like, no way. That's not how it works. Uh, the second thing was at one point we went to uh, a gas station to like get gas for the bus. And they're like, you know, go and buy some snacks and talk to people, you know, talk to people about, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, what it's talk like. Talk to these completely uh, regular, <laughs> yeah, regular village Joes. people. And so we go in and we're like buying like candy and sodas and shit. And uh, the guy working at the front counter uh was uh, it was you know taking the money and stuff and someone goes so how do you like living in israel and he goes well i'm a gay palestinian and um you know i you can't be gay i i love the freedom to be gay here you know because you can't be gay in uh you know arab countries and i was just like this is not there's no fucking way <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is just such an odd it was so it was so north korea tourism board yeah. that i was like no fucking way and then uh the last thing was um at the big uh event at the uh one of the last things we did was all of the separate birthright trips came together in an arena uh for like in like second to last day i believe mm -hmm. and there was just this big event where there were like you know fucking i don't know probably like 10,000 15,000 people in an arena uh israeli rappers rapping about inventing the cherry tomato and then uh it was uh bb netanyahu was literally came out and was the headliner and uh i was like if I didn't know this was a propaganda trip before, uh, you know, I know now. And not only that, but I also know how important um, American Jewry is to uh, this yeah, project. Yeah, being one of them. Well, right. I mean, like, you know, he's he was born in Israel, but he did live in Philly for for. Uh, but he like went to high school here, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He went. He 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 moved when I think he was a teenager and lived in Philadelphia and went to high school in Philadelphia. Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, just... I heard the story was like he saw a couple of guys that were up to no good. Yeah, and, no, and... he saw Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> and he beat him up. And that's why Will Smith is in fucking Bel Air now. Mm -hmm. um, no, but it was just like when the prime minister of the country comes out to greet the teens who are on the <laughs> yeah. fuck trip and mm -hmm. say, welcome home uh, and tell us to move there and make babies. Uh, that's, I mean, you don't get more propaganda than that. Usually you don't actually have <laughs> the main guy doing it. It's usually, you know, 
it's it yeah, was just someone wild. from the tourism board yeah. yes right it comes from the tourism board it does it like it's it's usually not so ham-fisted as the guy uh who runs the country <laughs> doing it so yeah it was a great trip and i learned a lot and you had sex so uh i did happy did ending literal or whatever you call that not yeah literal, i guess what, i spent I the know. whole time like kind of talking shit and like asking i mean it was like i was still soft enough zionist at the time that you know i would go on the trip and have no problem with it. i mean it was a free trip what am i gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh i did spend a good portion kind of like asking a lot of questions and stuff about palestine and i remember the 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 organizer or the our leader of the you know group who was our tour guide essentially um you know i was like well that was a lot of fun and he just looked at me and he said go home <laughs> wow <laughs> oh because you asked too many too many yeah. too many real questions he was done with me at that yeah. point i wasn't even being that much of a dick you were like so the checkpoints that you guys say you don't yeah know. yeah can we see uh you know those walls Go home. <laughs> Anyways, also his last name was <laughs> Margolis, which uh, is a version of Juliana Juliana Margulies's name. I, I wonder if they're related. Hmm, could be. Um, I feel like that's been a pod. That been a pod. Oh my God, Joey Divine. Always a divine time on the podcast when we have Mister Divine himself. Listen mm -hmm. around Ball Rock. Patreon.com slash fraudcast, fraudcast at gmail.com for all questions, comments, concerns. But what the Google would name be? Uh, 415-275-0030. I just had to make a call from that account so they didn't delete it again. They give me that goddamn notice every month. I don't yeah. know what they think people are using google yeah. voice for it's not a number that you call people from it's not the 50s but anyway yeah. we still yeah. have it because i did that uh, we've been uh, getting some messages on there yeah we have yeah we should do a mailbag episode we will we will we will we will get your questions in soon um and all right thanks so much for listening and until next time good night and a good cheese everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.